far has had kind of the jump on this issue for some time, but it's it's a tough road to hoe uh, for whatever reasons. You know, Steve, you know I spent three years in Laredo as economic development director, Laredo, and R Laredo, um, it's, it's a trade monster, right? They do $300 billion in trade uh, this past year, you know, and FAR, which has grown tremendously, is still around the $50 billion range. So imagine $300 billion compared to $50 billion. Laredo sees 100000 200000 500,000, even a million square foot pro uh, projects, warehousing, uh, light industrial projects, and those we just don't see here. We're just not, in fact, as I was um, telling you, someone reached out to me and said, hey, do you have, uh, you know, 500 to 700,000 square feet available? Well, I mean, we don't. And we don't, and, and I think we're missing the boat on that. I think FAR did the right thing and the first step toward trying to, uh, sort of agitate that market, right? And, and I think that we really need to get on that because if we don't, we're going to miss out on some of these projects because of the trade, because of nearshoring, and just because the U.S. is busier right now and, and people need space for storage and to move product. And uh, it's not just that. Uh, you know, there's forklift drivers that come with that. There's truck drivers. There's warehouse managers. And these are good-paying jobs, usually with benefits. And so is Laredo on top of it? I mean, they, they, they are, they're pacing themselves, they are meeting the demand that they've got? Yeah, and, and when we say Laredo, uh, we have to think about the private sector. Uh, the private sector is driving Laredo's expanse, right? It's not the city of Laredo, even though they assist. It's not the EDC, it's the private sector. I mean, we often in Laredo would deal with uh, private sector folks and say, hey, can you help us do this? Can you provide, provide us an incentive? And we would say yes. Uh, this is what you have to do, and they go, we don't have that kind of time. We're just going to build on our own. And they would just move forward and build 100,000 or 500,000 square feet on their own without any help because they have to work at, quote, at the speed of business, so they're having to move really fast. Is Laredo on top of it? I think the, the private sector is on top of it. Uh, there's a lot of investment from California, from Canada, from other parts of the U.S., and Mexico in, in Laredo. And the Valley has never hasn't been that active? No, no. Everything's a lot smaller. Uh, the warehouses are 20,000 or 50,000 square feet. Uh, there, There's exceptions to that rule, yes. But at the same time, we really haven't had the traffic. I mean, Laredo, uh, pardon me, FAR a few years ago was, was barely at $30 billion of trade uh, you know, for the year, and there were hardly any warehouses in South FAR. Now there's beginning to be more, right? And we need to we need to do that on this side, and and so does Brownsville, and so does Harlingen. I mean, there's room for everybody here. So it's not the case that the valley doesn't have the land. There's the, the mm -hmm. land is there. It's just uh, no one's developed it yet. The land is a huge component for development, as as you just mentioned. Uh, there's also there's several factors. You need a you need an investment group uh, or an individual. You need land. You need financing. Uh, there's hardly any folks that can self-finance, right? Uh, there's a few, uh, but uh, you need those factors to come together. Right now, interest rates are higher than they were a few years ago. It's a tight market. Banks are asking for a lot uh, from people who want to borrow money, and, and, and that's that's not a, uh, an issue. That's just what they have to do, right? But uh, all those are factors to limiting the, the inhibiting the growth of, of logistics firms uh, and, and warehouses in the valley. Mm -hmm. And so, what, what was there any specific incident that spurred that commentary that you you put on to, on social media? Well, it was um, the CBRE's uh, the real estate giants report that we have a 1.3 percent vacancy rate in the in Hidalgo County, which is really amazing. I mean, how can we? 
we can't, we have to turn people away if they, if they say, hey, I need a warehouse now or I need a light industrial place, right? we, won't, we don't have the space. Not, not at that scale. And the big projects that, uh, that Laredo and Dallas-Fort Worth and Houston are landing, uh, unless there are new builds, like we don't have a shot at them. We do not have a shot. So we need to get ourselves ready and expand. And there is going to be some spec building that needs to be done. I know that's tough. But if you have 1.3% vacancy, a spec build should be okay, right? And any, I know it only came out today, but any reaction? Yes, uh, we've gotten uh, several emails and, and uh, a couple of phone calls on people who are interested uh, in doing something in Mission or in the Valley. And, uh, and that wasn't really the, the point of the comment, but it did, it, it did get that, right? So we're happy about that. We want to spur interest. But the bigger issue here is how can we accommodate folks, right? How can we get those big warehouses and industrial sites built? And we really need to, I think, work together. Uh, to figure that out because the business is coming it's coming whether we like it or not and do we want to get skipped do we want to you know see it go to san antonio or somewhere else or can we do it here i mean there's really no difference of having a distribution warehouse here or in san antonio uh or laredo i mean you still have to go take the goods to that place redistribute or repack or whatever you're going to do and then send it somewhere else so why not have it be here why not us get those jobs that pay 15 18 or 25 dollars an hour you know that's that's what we want but uh, i say um the the demand is coming you 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 um study the forecasts mm -hmm. and uh, all those reasons you've explained the mm -hmm. nearshoring the mm -hmm. impact of usmca mm -hmm. um you know the changes in the in the rules there about having uh, products produced here. Yes, sir. Uh, it's all it's all p contributing to this story. It is. Um, you know, the, um, I think the COVID as well, Steve, uh, contributed greatly. I think uh, China's um, uh, inability to control COVID and uh, lines of manufacturing have been able have been shut down in in, in China. And it's not that. Um, you know that these companies are leaving China altogether, and perhaps there were some. But what they're doing is they want to, for their manufacturing facilities, they want an A, they want a one A and a one B, and Mexico is at one B right now. And so, if they can have operations in Mexico, if China gets shut down for political or you know pandemic reasons, then they know they have a, another area, right? I mean, look at Lego; they've got three facilities worldwide: one in Monterrey one in Asia and one in Europe. So if any one other goes down, you know, they're going to, they can supply with the other. And in Monterrey, they have 6,000 employees in a, on a campus, right? And Laredo handles all that traffic, by the way. So we need to jump on that so we can handle the Legos of the world and others to move traffic through here. New highways have opened up in Mexico as well from Querétaro and, and San Luis. And, and uh, those are very important manufacturing centers. And that we know they're coming. So we, we need to get ready. We're not just get ready. We need to start building. Bottom line. Yeah, yeah for sure. Teglo, thank you so much for today's interview and bringing us up to speed yeah. on the work you do uh, to ensure that we've got the facilities for the growth that's just around the corner. Thank you. No, you're welcome.